What's up and welcome to another Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. As always, we are being sponsored by The Bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at tbk247.com where they are changing the culture for God. Uh, Guys, if you are looking for a great just platform where they are giving you consistently updated consistently high quality news of what's happening within the christian hip-hop space the bookkeeper 24 7 does that for you so check them out again it's tbk247.com and joining me right now on the 520 collective phone line uh, he is an artist consultant that focuses on marketing and development uh, he is also a best-selling author of the Boom Bap Review, along with a myriad of other things that we can get into as we're going. I'm excited to have him here on the show. It is Stowe. What is good, man? How's it going, everyone? I, uh, Eric, I appreciate you for having me on. I hope you all have your website. All right. Before we even get started, I hope you all have your website. But uh, no, honestly, I appreciate you for having me on. <laughs> well, man, that's that's what we gotta say, man. Because like, I mean, anyone that follows you knows that that Stowe is the website guy. But honestly, if you don't have a website, go get it. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost exactly. twenty twenty two. Right? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. Well, you tell me, man, because, you know, obviously here at 520 Collective, we interact and and we focus on those indie artists. And we're talking to guys who are just getting started. Um, And, you know, a lot of them are like, I I don't even know. Like, like, where where do I go? I I just want to make music. Right. Um, But I mean, one of the easiest first steps is that website. Why, Why do you feel like so many people are missing it uh honestly and it's and i don't blame i honestly i used to blame the artists back in the day and stuff like that like what's going on like how do you not have a website why why is there so much pushback but if you look at the landscape these days um it's not surprising you have social media which a lot of artists and creatives and it's not just artists it's creatives as well that believe that social media is a substitute for that and you know, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. I'm, I'm about to hit the 10K mark here, hopefully before year's end. But you still got to have a website, really just based on how the algorithms work. So a lot of artists, again, they believe that, well, as long as I go viral on social media or if I have a lot of followers, if I get a lot of likes, you know, boom, I'll blow up. I'll make a lot of money. There we go. But it almost never works like that. You can ask any artist. And that's not to say that virality doesn't help. That's not to say that virality doesn't exist. But to depend on that virality to make a profit and support your family, even as I say that out loud, it makes no sense. Right, exactly. And like you said, I mean, you're talking about you're putting your content, you're pouring it into something that you don't own and you don't control in the end right and we can definitely talk about it on the, the music side stuff you know we can get into that a little bit later because it all ties in but if the only thing you can do is tell people go check out my instagram page man what happens when instagram's down or when instagram removes your account i mean it makes sense if you sit there and just think about it but the problem is is people aren't seeing it and that's weird to me it, 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 it makes sense in the extent that, like, like think about it. When when a lot of us start our day, a lot of us honestly start our day on social media. You know what I mean? And end our day with social media. And when you take a look at, again, how, how companies, again, because if companies running these platforms, people, it's not honest-to-goodness independent musicians that want to see us all succeed. No, that's not who's running those platforms. It's capitalists and corporations who have their own agendas. We're not a part of that agenda. I guarantee you that. So when when looking at, uh, excuse me, when you when looking at the the surface level stuff, right? If we see Kendrick Lamar, you know, get all these retweets and all these likes and get all this coverage, some artists take that to be like, oh man, if Kendrick can do it, so can I. It's the same with the surprise album uh, phenomenon. Uh, you've seen, or I've, or I've seen, or maybe we've seen, so many people be like, I'm just going to drop out of them on them. I saw Beyonce do it. I saw Drake do it. I'm going to do it. It's like, well, well, well wait a minute. Um, 
Beyonce and Drake both have millions of literal dollars behind their name. And they could literally sneeze on the track for 30 seconds and people will give them millions of dollars. The majority of us, myself included, I want to be clear, myself included, I'm not trying to be above anybody. We, we can't do that. We're just Joe Schmo. We can't, we, no one cares. You know what I'm saying? So we have to focus on the people that do care, focus on the people that are paying attention to the things that we're doing. Um, trying to expect virality, especially through social media, it, it just, it, you rarely get the results that you're looking for. Right. And so I think, you know, maybe one of the counters to that potentially, you know, now this is just me, you know, spitballing here and put myself into those shoes of an artist. Um, but if I'm just getting started, and especially if I'm a young dude or, or a young lady out there, maybe I don't have the biggest budget. Um, what would you say to someone who's like, okay, yeah, I know I need to get a website, but you know, I don't have enough money to, to get one of these top tier sites. Like how important is, I guess just where you start at, you know, whenever it comes to, uh, you know, create your getting your own digital space. Absolutely. This is one of my favorite questions to answer because artists will also, will, will and, and like you kind of alluded to, like, will say like, well, I don't have all the, all, I don't have all this money and I'm, I got a job and I'm supporting people and stuff like that. Like, what am I supposed to do? I want to say, first of all, if you want to be an artist, as, as as your career, as something that you want to support your family on, you have to have that mindset as well. Now, I'm not saying, all right, throw everything away and just start being a rapper. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is when it comes to things like a website, when it comes to things like genuinely learning and figuring out how to move in the industry, you have to be willing to invest in that. And listen, you know, um, as we're all human beings, right? We all have vices. We all have things that we're struggling with. We all have things that we, you know, sometimes we're putting money in places that uh, maybe we shouldn't and stuff like that. But again, if you're going to be an artist and you want that to be your career, you have to treat it as such. And, and, and again, it's not just art. Think about any other and any other profession almost. You have to invest at some point in learning how to how to do your career. I don't care if you're a writer or an engineer. You have to put money at some point into learning. And I think a lot of artists are just like, well, the music's dope, so I, I, they owe me money for that. And it's just like, yo, there are 60,000 Spotify tracks dropping every single day. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that, that, that's, that's, it's a crazy number and stuff like that, but we have to think about that from a realistic uh, kind of vision to an extent. And again, that's not to say that you can't blow up, but I, I'm 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 rambling at this point. If you're starting, if you're starting from the, you know, again, we all don't have money to just pour into stuff. So my thing is this: number one, do your research on what, how much it really takes to to build up a website. Because here's the thing, cats always love to be like, well, the websites are they're too expensive. But if you go to Squarespace, it really ain't that bad. So at some point we have to be like, do you want to really do this artist stuff? Or you or are you just kind of doing this as a hobby and you're not willing to put in that money? We can all do the studio stuff. We could all spend, you know, I, I watch artists all the time spend all this money on music videos that they have no idea how to promote. When are we going to take some of that investment and invest in the education and invest in, again, a platform that uh, that you own? The, the money that you're putting into a website, if you're doing your things correctly, guess what, folks? You're going to get that money back and, and tenfold if you do it correctly. But yeah, we got we to gotta invest in ourselves first. So, you know, Squarespace really isn't that expensive. But if you can't afford a website right now, that's fair too. So right now it's about finding your target audience. Who are you trying to reach? Not who is Kanye trying to reach. Not who Lecrae is trying to reach. Not who Play-Doh, Scribbling Idiot, Deep Space Five. Not who, not who they're trying to reach. Who are you trying to reach? And figure that out and genuinely get consistent in creating content for those people. We, at this current moment, I'm talking on this phone to you. You're, you're in another city right now. We're talking on these, these advanced devices. These same devices take 4K video. These same devices take 
incredible pictures. You you don't have to pay a photographer. You don't have to pay uh, you know a video person to to you know record what you do in the studio and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, taking that even a step further, uh, you know, documenting what you're doing. That's free ninety nine. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, you know I I hate to say this, but sometimes it feels like artists they want to be famous. They want the money. They want the bag. They want the supporters. I can't even get cats to put in a legitimate caption on their IG just to pull people in. So, you know, we, we, there, there's so much free stuff. And especially now, that's what's so sick about 2021, 2022. I, any of us can pick up a microphone and start making music if we really wanted to. That was not possible even like 30 years ago. So, you know, it, it, it's taking the time to take advantage of the resources that we have. If you can't invest right now, that's fine. But we got to put in more energy on the stuff that we can't. Or I'm sorry, more energy in the stuff that we are doing so that we're able to reach those people. And then when it's time to invest, you already got a head start. Yeah, man. And and there, you said a lot of stuff there that I definitely want to dive into. But before we move forward, I mean, I'll be completely transparent with what we did here at 520 right and i mean i know we're not artists we're, we're fans of artists right and we wanted to make this platform to be able to support these guys that we love their music and what they're doing though. you know do what exactly you're building a community though that's still it's it's up the same ilk you know what i mean well well exactly and and here's what we did and i've told a few guys this i think i've said this a time or two out in the public but i want to make it very clear and and you can tell me your thoughts on it but i mean man you know we didn't have a bunch of money sitting around to to get this off the ground but we didn't let it stop us either right like when we first started um Man, our our site, no lie, was a free blogger site. Did it do everything we wanted to do? No. We figured out a way to make it work, though, until we could generate a little revenue, show people what we're trying to do, get them behind it. And then we were able to upgrade to WordPress and all this different stuff, right? Um, so that's been my message is like, dude, if, if you want to do it, just start. You know, like when we started the podcast, it was... At the time, we were using our phones basically and using Anchor, you know, to record a podcast. And then, as we started generating that revenue, we started investing back into it and buying equipment and upgrading and so on and so forth. I think if you really want it, there's ways to do it even with almost a zero budget. Exactly, and honestly, I'm gonna I'm piggyback off you for just a second. It's like I came into this game. Um, as a journalist, as a Christian hip hop journalist. So, you know, before I even, before I was doing artist consulting and before all that, I, I had a, I had a WordPress page, um, a dot, a dot WordPress. So you can still look it up actually. Bigstow.wordpress.com. It's still up there. You can find my Christian hip hop podcast. You can find all that stuff. Um, from, whew, my gosh, that had to have been from 2008, maybe 2007, 2008, something like that. So, that's where I started. And then from there, you know, I just, I was just covering records. I just put in the work. And then I started writing for Rapzilla and then, you know, dead end hip hop and stuff like that. So it was just evolved from there. So you're absolutely right. If you want to get it, you're going to figure out a way to get it. But I feel like, I do feel like sometimes creative, um, and, and I get it. Like there's, there's so much work that goes into this. So it can get discouraging, um, and whatnot. But I, if you really want to get after it, there are, there are ways. And, and what I also want to mention is, like, it's okay to go a step at a time. Um, yeah, I may say, get, get a website, get a website, get a website. But if you're not ready for a website and you have other things, you know, other resources, like getting a band camp or having a link tree or whatever, go ahead and do that. Take your time. I'm not, ta again, I'm never going to tell you to sacrifice everything to have a rap career. Like, I'll literally never say that. But <clears throat> there are ways to get in contact. There are ways... To, to still uh, gain supporters, but we have to put in that energy. We have to put in that work. If we don't put in the work, no one's gonna care. It sucks to say. It, it, it's, you know, uh, artists I feel like don't like hearing that, but we have, if you're not willing to put in the work, I guarantee you there's another artist out there that is willing to put in the work. Yeah, man. And I feel like the, the Christian hip hop space just on, on, as a whole, you know, kind of on the grand scale, you know, whether you're an artist, you're, media you're 
you know, producers, whatever. I feel like we like to kind of use this excuse of, man, you know, we're, we're Christian hip hop. So we're kind of behind the, the eight ball here a little bit compared to the mainstream. It's like, man, let, let's get over that a little bit, right? We, we all, you know, mainstream, you know, the Christian world, whatever, we all face the same hurdles that we got to get over, right? Um, the question is, do you let it get, hold you back? Exactly. No, that's exactly it. And it's like, listen, like, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember being in college, be like, what Christian hip hop? I can't believe you're even listening to that, let alone writing about it. And it's just like, yeah, that sucks. That, 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 that was what it is. But there, if you keep pushing through that and, and understand that there really aren't too many barriers and, and differences, you know, between the hip hop, it, it's just a feeling of expression and stuff like that. We can, we can move forward. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And man, I, I knew that you were connected to, you know, the CHH world. Um, I didn't realize how far though, man, like or, or how much you were connected to it. Like, like, how did you get into just Christian hip hop? Yeah, um, my cousin Arlen, um, shout out to him when I was, I was at eighth grade, maybe seventh grade. He gave me three CDs. He gave me Sivion's Spring of the Songbird, Surreal and DJ Balance's Future Classic, and, oh man, uh, Braille's Shades of Grey. Um, and, um, yeah, all three of those records are classics to me. Um, they completely changed my life in terms of um, just how I, you know, listen to hip-hop and how I listen to music. Um, and at the time... I was like, dang, how come no one's really covering this? And how come no one's really talking about it? Um, and so, yeah, I started that blog for that. And like I said, there's there's got to be over 50 to 100 reviews on that site alone. There's at least 35 plus podcast episodes of me just covering some of the music. And um, I'm very blessed to be connected to, to some of those cats now. I've met some of them now. Um, and yeah, from there... You know, I went to college, I kept writing. Uh, again, I wrote for people who have written for Hip Hop DX. I wrote for Rapzilla for a little bit. Um, moved on to Dead End Hip Hop. Um, did my thing over there. I've, I've written for a bunch of places at this point. Um, just just making sure that I keep the culture uh, of, of hip hop alive outside of the usual mainstream stuff. There's just there's so much good music and, and classics, you know, in and outside Christian hip hop. Um, that I feel just get underlooked time and time again. Uh, so making sure that they're getting covered is just, it's extremely important to me. Man, you mentioned uh, Deep Space Five, man, and that's thats like uh, my happy place right there, is throwing on a TS5 album. And um, it was really cool seeing your uh, interview with Crumb with his uh, new project that just dropped. Um, you know, so that, that was really awesome, man. I, I was like, oh, dude, you know, here's Stowe. With Crumb, I mean, what what could be better, really? You know, so uh, shout out to you for that, man. No, no, shout out to, to Crumb for even for even bringing me on. Um, I helped. I was very blessed to help him um, with the rollout of the Theory Hazard record that he pushed last year. Um, and for those that don't know, Theory Hazard is my favorite like rapper of all time. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, he's he's incredible. Uh, and so working with them was was crazy. Uh, yeah, I a couple of guys like across the kind of spectrum, I guess. I've I've had I've been very thankful to work with uh, Kaz Meta. There you have it. Uh, definitely talked to like Seth Static. Um, talked to Super Chemist before he dropped his book. Um, you know, journey, journey big from the tunnel rats. You know, there's the voice goes goes on and on. So, you know, they they essentially raised me in hip hop. I, I'm I will always give them credit for that because, um, you know, it's just uh, Christian hip hop is very special. But obviously, you know, the rest of the world sees it as very different. But if you actually take the time to study the game and 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 see what's really going on. Um, I, I, it's it's extremely powerful. Exactly, exactly. I mean, there there is definitely talent in this space, man. So I, I'm I'm glad, you know, whenever we have people like you helping to just share that, you know, with, with others that um, maybe 
maybe some of us can't get to you know so definitely thank you thank you for that Absolutely. so um Matt, so I know, aside from the website, another thing that you push, which is obviously very important, and, and I want to dive into a little bit, is you know finding your audience, right? Finding your tar- target audience. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that, and, and obviously I don't want to like, you know, get all your secrets or, or anything, man. But whatever we can talk about, because I want people reaching out to you, right, and and seeking you for for this advice and, and this support. Um, but like, what, what's the place that you would start at, uh, as far as like, you know, how do I even start thinking about what my audience looks like? Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I genuinely think part of it is just slowing the train down for just a second. And, you know, I, 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 I get artists all the time. I want to drop this. I want to drop that. I want to drop this. I want to do that. It's like that. Like, I love the energy. But here's the thing, is that nine times out of ten, the artist or creative is seeking something, whether it's attention, whether it's blog coverage, whether it's playlist placement, whether it's money. Um, they're looking for something. But some of those same artists have absolutely no clue who they're pitching to. So when, when, when we talk about this logically... And just from like even a statistical standpoint, it's just like, okay, you don't know who you're pitching to, but you want to go viral, you want to blow up, you want to make all this money, you want all these fans and all this stuff. That doesn't even add up. If you're trying to be an artist as your career, we have to think about it as a career. You're a business. And that and that's not saying, you know, in the in the capitalist sense, but it's it's in the sense of looking for a profit and you know, I mean, you don't have the supporters that you're looking for. Um, so when it comes to finding your target audience, really sit down and think, okay, who am I trying to make music for? And again, that's, and, and I talk about this with, with, with artists all the time, because so many artists ask me this question, how do I find my target audience? How do I find my target audience? And I'm like, yo, that's almost impossible for me to do in the DMs. That's almost impossible for me to do over Twitter. Because you really have to sit down and think about who you specifically are trying to pitch to. I don't, and especially, you know, obviously in the DMs and stuff like that, I don't, I don't know you at this current point. So I don't know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. And every single artist's target audience is different. You may have similar sounds, you may do, you know, X, Y, Z, but you have, every artist has different goals. Every artist is trying to, to pitch to somebody different. So... What I say is always slow down and really think about, you know, if you're on stage right now, what does your crowd look like? Now, obviously, right, the, the, the answer, I get this answer all the time. Well, you know, it could be anybody. No, that's not how it works, right? Like, think about anything in, in, in the consumer space or art or whatever. Everybody is not going to be a fan. There are going to be people that don't like your music. There are going to be people that love your music. So saying, oh, well, uh, well my cr- the, the crowd would just be anybody, doesn't make sense. So really slow down and think about, okay, who am I making music for? Who are the type of people that I can imagine listening to my music? And obviously, right, that's just scratching the surface. But from there, it's really about making content for those people. Um, you know, I'm way off base here, right? But like, if you look at Griselda, they have a very distinct target audience, right? And, you know, there's a certain kind of, and, and, and they've done a great job, right, of being like, okay, yeah, sure, you know, we're trying to, you know, make music for those bouncy gangsta types, but we're also trying to make music for those underground heads that are like, what happened? You know what I mean? What happened to the, what happened to hip hop? Why is radio hip hop so, like, just ridiculous? They're making music for those cats too. So, and again, I'm not saying like, because a lot of cats are going to hear this and be like, oh, well, my audience is, Griselda, is, is, the, is like Griselda's. No, it's not. It's really not. Like yours is, and especially starting off, you have to be a bit more niche about it. Griselda didn't start off as popular as they are now. I think a lot of cats miss that too. Like, West, you know, Westside has been at it for oof, almost 15 years. And some people are just now learning about him. So it takes time to get to that point. But... 
to get back on track, it's, it's, it's again, figuring out who you are trying to appeal to. I, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, when you look at, I, I like using Deep Space Five as an example, because as a collective, their target audience, obviously, you know, when you, you know, uh, not considering the, the Christian market is, they're trying to get to the people that were into the group dynamic, that were into the Wu-Tang clans and stuff like that. You know, I remember reading so many articles back in the day. It was like, well, there's a Deep Space Five, there's a Christian Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? And they might, you know, whether they knew it or not, um, you know, there were like seven, eight guys deep. So hip hop heads that miss that group dynamic automatically in or outside Christian hip hop would tune in and be like, yo, these dudes are nuts. But then, right, if you take each member of the group, they're literally just very, dis very distinct individuals, right? Like if you take Plato or, well, Crumb and Seth Static, they're two completely different artists, right? If you take the listener and you take Divion, two completely different artists. And their part, their distinct target audiences would be massively different. Um, obviously, if you take out the whole Deep Space Five affiliation, so kind of think of it like that. Is is that everybody has their distinct audience? You got to really think about who who's mine and who am I really trying to attract? Not just who who I imagine listening to, but who am I trying to attract to the music? Yeah, man, and, and you know the further you know the further in the years we've gone, man. Listeners gotten even different on that audience, dude. So, um, but he's a prime example of that. He really is. It's yeah. incredible what he's done. Exactly, exactly. So, um, now one thing that you mentioned, man, that I want you know to to kind of just circle back to a little bit, and and what I'll say to preface this is, you know, if you're looking at trying to find your audience, is don't don't overlook the people that are willing to try to help you get there either. Right. Like one thing that I've heard some people say is, man, we don't need to, we don't need blogs and we don't need websites anymore. You know, that's, that's a thing of the past. And, but you mentioned it, you said, are you trying to get on there? And I think that that's something that's getting overlooked. We're like, everyone's just thinking, I just got to get a viral TikTok and I'm good or whatever. And it's like, man, you know, blogs, websites, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, we may we may play a different role now than we than at one point, but there's still something that we can offer. Um, so, like when you're talking about finding those audiences for artists, like what do you suggest as far as taking advantages of a bunch of different areas to look for the audience? Absolutely. So first, I, I want to go back to your first comment because, listen, I'll be the first person to be like, as an artist, your focus shouldn't be on the blogs and publications. But I'm when I say that, I mean that from like a higher tier level because I feel like artists are like, oh, I want to be on Complex. Oh, I want to be on The Fader. But here's the thing, is, and you already mentioned this a little bit, is that these, and maybe not the mainstream ones or whatever, but it's, it's the publications excuse me, and the media platforms such as the 520 Collective, such as all these other podcasts and, uh, you know, underground independent publications and blogs that are doing good work that you should, that you should be, maybe not necessarily like, you know, obsessed with, but you guys are willing to give mu more music a chance before Complex does, you know what I mean? And, 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 and I think that's what's so important because it's not just about the clout. It's not just about, oh, how many followers or such and such publication. It's about the energy that comes with it. The energy that, that you guys give to artists is worth so much more than some of the energy that some of these cats be chasing after because you guys will give them a good quote because you genuinely like the music. You know what I mean? And I, it's so important to that we, that we lift up blogs, publications, podcasts, and coverage that it, that is doing the, the the genuine work and that that do care about the artist because uh, you know it may be in rare form but they're out there and the, and they're usually more apt and willing to give energy versus some of these other places so I want to start there but 
um, you know, in terms of the the role in, in, in finding your target audience and, and other platforms and stuff like that, I think it really comes down to number one, kind of doing research and understanding like what platforms do what and who like like <laughs> Griselda probably shouldn't pitch to five twenty, you know what I mean? But if but but if you find a publication that fits what you're looking for, that's what you're supposed to go for. I feel like a lot of artists are just forcing themselves, uh, trying to get on platforms that just have quote big numbers and you know, maybe I'll go viral on this platform or whatever. But you want people again like you guys and like some of these other independent publications that are willing to sit down and listen to the music and give the energy needed. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of these, you know, some of the, the bigger industry places, they're, 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 they don't care about the art form. They don't care about the culture per se. They're just trying to get a check. You know, uh, focus on the people that are giving you energy that, that genuinely want to see uh, independent music and art and artists push the needle forward. Yeah. And, and I know you've mentioned it like, you know, on your Twitter account before, you know, I mean, guys shouldn't overlook consultants either. Right. Um, yeah. It's going to cost you Absolutely. some, some money, but man, what, what they're offering, um, has value there. So, so respect that value. But on top of that, I mean, yeah, there might be some people out there just trying to make a buck off of an artist, but there are people like yourself, like an Aaron Knight, that I truly believe care about artists and want to see them, you know, be successful and try to help how they can. Exactly. And the only, the only thing I'll say uh, amongst the, like, the, the dollar amount is this, is a lot of artists are out here expecting a way bigger profit than what a lot of us are charging and a lot of us are well aware of that and so you know keep that in mind you know it, here's the thing it's it's like i said at the top of this it's always worth investing in educating yourself it really is um and 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 i'm not even saying with me i tell artists this all the time work with someone who works well with you someone who's gonna you know um help you move along but also that's gonna call you out on your stuff um uh, you don't want a yes man so i mean some artists do want yes man. i'm not even gonna front on that but if you're trying to move forward and stuff like that you want someone who's gonna call you out on your stuff but also who's gonna let you know what's already awesome about you and stuff like that so you know um it, it, it again investing in educating yourself is so important because otherwise that's how you get scammed yeah man yeah and and, and you know the one thing i get from you is that um you know you're, you're pretty humble about stuff but i, I want to give you an opportunity like just just put it out there for folks man like someone who's reaching out to stow to help them and, and in a consulting capacity like like what is it that you're telling them hey this is what you get from me. Right. Right. Well, listen, here's, here's the thing. Um, and I take a lot of pride kind of in the work that I, that I do, um, with taste creators that's based out in Philadelphia. Shout out to breezy. Um, and the thing is, is that we're always going to give advice that's customized to you. Sure. Like, you can hop on Twitter, and I think, honestly, I'm going to be real. I think this is where kind of I mess up on the business end, because a lot of cats are like, oh, well, if I just read a tweet, you know, I'll be good. But, man, <laughs> it's one thing for me to say, get a website. But it's another thing for me to sit down with you and be like, okay, this is an all right website, but you're missing some pretty key information here. Okay, your Twitter looks all right, but you just told me all this stuff about who you are and what you do and what you've accomplished, but I don't see it on your social media. So if I don't see it on your social media, how in the world are your fans seeing it? So, you know, I'm always going to sit down and we, first off, before I even talk to you on a consultation level, I've already done between five and 10 hours of research on you and your platform and what you do. So, you know, I feel like, you know, we at Taste Creators take a lot of pride in genuinely doing our research and doing our work 
because we actually enjoy it. I love sitting down and taking notes on on a client in a consultation that I'm about to have and really uh, breaking down, you know, how to make how to help them take those next steps. Um, and so the process is customized specifically to you. No one consultation is the same. Um, we don't just be like, all right, let's just go over the same thing. Uh, no, because every artist's experience is different. Every artist is trying to reach a different client. Every artist, you know, expresses themselves differently and wants to reach different people. So, you know, uh, you're going to have a unique experience with us that you can almost guarantee you won't find anywhere else because a lot of, unless they're one of our contemporaries, honestly, a lot of our peers, they're, they're incredible. They do just as good as work as we do. Um, and so we always back them up. Um, and so, you know, uh, but there are a lot of scammers that do absolutely nothing but steal from artists. So, you know, uh, we always want to make sure that, uh, the, that we're building trust with the artists, but that the experience is unique to them. Yeah, man. And, it, and if you guys are following Stowe on Twitter and you're thinking that what he's putting in those tweets is all that he has like you guys need to go back and look at it closer if you can't tell that he's got rounds in the chamber for you if you reach out man just just don't overlook that don't overlook that and, and find out uh again joining me on the 520 collective podcast phone line it is stowe uh man before we move on I, you know you, you mentioned taste creators um and you know, I, I want to make sure to to give it a you know a, a, it, it's it's due process here, man. Like, uh, give us just a quick rundown. Tell people about Taste Creators and you know all the important information there, like where where to find it and how to get connected. Yeah, absolutely. At Taste Creators, um, we're based out of Philadelphia. I am based out of Ohio, but um, you know we have people all over the world: uh, L.A., Atlanta. We got people in Paris. Um, we're worldwide, for real. Um, and, you know, our whole job really is to, again, just help creators get their bag their way. Um, you know, as I'm sure, you know, with, with, with you dealing with so much in the industry as well, is that, you know, a lot of artists have this perception, like, oh, I just got to land on a playlist, or oh, I just got to land on a blog, or... I just got to go viral by spamming literally every verified account I could possibly find. We're here to tell you there's a way easier way to, to, to make that happen. If you just trust yourself and lean more into what you're already doing. And, and again, just kind of tweaking something. Um, you know, again, like I mentioned earlier, nine times out of 10, the music is already there. Um, you know, I, I, it's, rare that I run into an artist's music and I'm just like, oh lord, like this is not good. Like please stop. Nine times out of ten I'm like, okay, the music is there, but we gotta work on your branding. We gotta work on your business pitch. We gotta work on your promotion and all this stuff. Um and so that's what we really do at Taste Creators. We help you really develop a strategy for not just album rollouts, but non album season content. It's so important. Um, and really learning how to build up your fan base and cultivate it to a point where, you know, it's not just, it's not you begging people to listen to music. It's them begging you, yo, where's the music? Uh, cause once you have that, you know, you've got a bag income. Um, so, you know, um, that's really where our focus lies. We've done a ton of stuff between A3C. We did A3C, I think, what, three years in a row, I believe. Um, you know, work with some some incredible names between Casey Veggies, Pat Jr., Fire the Siren. Um, obviously, I've worked with Crumb. There he has it. Uh, Bronze Nazareth, Nazareth, excuse me, Rock Marciano. Um, you know, the list the list goes on and on. So, you know, we between mainstream acts, underground acts, independent acts, we've we've worked with the whole spectrum. Yeah, man, and shout out to to you and pat jr I, I mean i know that you guys have had a very successful experience with his latest project so so shout out to you guys on that no thank you uh he's uh we, i've been a fan of his for ooh, i want to say since i was in college so for at least 10 plus years 
Um, was very thankful to work with him about five years ago, I think. And now, I mean, you can just look at what he's doing now. And, um, you know, that was, that was our whole goal from the beginning is just to, to have artists organically just come up. And he, he's done so much cool stuff from performing in art galleries, selling just straight up art. Uh, he was on Rap Portraits, um, the podcast with Yo. Uh, from DJ Booth just the other day, like he's producing for all these, uh, you know, all these legends and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, he's he's we we were very thankful to help out, but he's taken our our advice on what we've said and just absolutely ran with it. And we, you know, we couldn't be more thankful. That's awesome, man. That is awesome, and man, I tell you what, it's it's seeing you know someone like yourself doing. Those, those kinds of things man that's inspiring for what we try to do here at 520 like i mean i don't know that how much you know about you know kind of our story or anything like that but like you know the whole point of 520 was you know as, as i was interacting with some of these independent artists um that were like man you know we want to get on rapzilla we want to get on track stars we want to get here and there but you know it, it's not easy to get there right now you know we wish i had a place that was you know, for us. And so we were, we really started this whole thing here as just a, hopefully a stepping stone to those, you know, more established platforms, you know, like Rapzilla, like track stars. And what's crazy is now that we're here for wrapping up year three, you know, we're starting to see some of that happen where like, Oh man, you know, I remember rocking with, with this guy when, hardly anyone knew about him and now he's a, a freshman or whatever you know it's crazy man so um you know again big shout out to you just for you know being an inspiration to keep moving forward because it's not always easy every day you know right well and listen shout out to you honestly because i again i'm a little late to the to the train i ain't gonna front on that but the thing is is that you know with, with you you all being independent and whatnot like again i i I'm gonna be real. I got on Rapzilla by accident, and that was probably because at the time I was in college. Um, so, but because before that, like it was, it was, it was, you know, solo dolo. I was just vlogging on my own, not getting paid. Like no, no one was, no one was signing me nothing. Um, and I was just trying because I just wanted to see the culture do well. And I, and then you guys have that same energy. And what I appreciate, honestly, what I appreciate about what you do is that. Um, Jeez, I'm gonna put this as lightly as possible. <laughs> you know how the Christian hip hop, you know how the Christian hip hop space can be, and just even bringing up a bringing up a Griselda or a Rock Marciano is like, whoa, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't bring up those names. Those are bad names in the Christian hip hop space. Don't say that. And that's that's how it used to be anyway. And so I appreciate you for being open, I guess, and not you know as, as closed minded as I feel sometimes parts of the industry especially the Christian hip hop industry can be sometimes. So oh, I appreciate that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And man, I would be remiss if we did not talk about the boom bap review, man. Um, again, an, another thing that you're doing that I hope someday, not, not that I'm trying to do the boom bap review, but you know, just writing a book, man, is, is something that's been a goal of mine for a while. And here you are, you're getting ready to do what volume three, right? Yes, the trilogy is almost complete. Um, I personally just wrapped up my uh, 10-year anniversary review of, of Roots Undone record, which is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, shout out to MC Till, Adam Hayden. Um, you know, what is this? This was almost five years ago, I think. Um, you know, uh, Brothers Brothers was, was struggling. Um, I was working at Kroger at the time. Um, really just like trying to figure out what to do. I had been writing for over a decade at that point or close to a decade at that point. Um, and you know, we, we, we went to, uh, an Indian restaurant, got some, I, I get, I get what I always get now, some chicken, some rice. And we just talked about really starting a label. Um, and, but doing it right, doing it the right way. Um, we're not here to take advantage of anybody or take advantage of artists, but we also wanted to take that next step and create community. Um, and also um, kind of immortalize hip hop. Uh, if you take a look at a lot of the publications that are around, at least at the, the top, you know, 
a lot of independent and, and underground and, you know, don't even get me stuck on Christian hip-hop can be kind of disrespected um, and just forgotten about and left out of coverage and all this stuff. So we really wanted to, 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 to do something that would, you know, solidify that. Um, and, you know, even for myself, you know, I, I do. I do one day have visions of the Boom Bap Review or whatever, being in a library, you know, years down the line. And it's impossible. It is impossible to cover everything that comes out. But even if we can just get 100 releases in, in a book every year, you know, hopefully someone down the line will be like, dang, you know, I didn't realize Crumb and 30 Hazard dropped a collab album in 2019. Like, we're so far ahead now. Like, you know, Deep Space 5 is now Deep Space 12 or something like that like who knows uh but you know we we really wanted to capture these years and um you know <laughs> i can't even front i'm 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 mad about how low my contribution was last year uh just because of the pandemic so much good music came out but um this year i'm we're we're all coming together we have a you know a really special book coming together and uh i'm excited to share it it's it's crazy to have three of them out and out in the wild and um again just covering some of the best independent and underground hip-hop that we've seen um it's it's, it's a blessing i never in my wildest dreams i always wanted to be an author i'm not even gonna front on that and i never thought i would have three books out before the age of 31 i really didn't that's amazing man for real and so if you're talking about a target audience for your book, man, like who, who's the people that need to go out and if they haven't got it, you know, make sure they pick it up and where do they get it? Word. Yeah. You know, uh, if they're hip hop fans in general and, and, and it's the wide spectrum, right? there's this weird kind of, I feel like stereotype or stigma that like, you know, um, only, only old people like underground hip hop and stuff like that. And it's like, wait a minute. I was like 14 when I listened to, you know, to, to, to Sivion and Deep Space Five and stuff like that. And now here I am 17 years later. Did I do that math right? I think I did. Uh, 17 years later, still cut, like literally shaking hands with them and talking to them and stuff like that. And, you know, there's, there's, there's kids now that are younger than, 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 than us that are going to, to hear this music and see these books and, and all this jazz. So, you know, if you're, if you make good hip hop, because here's the thing, we, we say boom bap review, sure, but we're very kind of, we just want to cover good independent and underground music. Um, so that's really what it is. Uh, BoomBapReview.com, check it out. We're actually running a deal right now. You can get all three books. That's guaranteed over 300 pages of, of music, uh, all for $30. Um, we're very thankful, you know, to, to even be able to do this. Um, the third book is going to be crazy. I'm very excited to, to to talk to everyone about some of these records. And again, I'm now covering 10-year anniversary records of stuff I covered for the first time in college as an up-and-coming journalist. So it's just this weird kind of like, oh man, I'm back in I'm back in my dorm at Ohio University, you know, sweating because they don't have no AC. But I'm I'm banging some roots, so it's all good. <laughs> and, and when does Volume Three drop? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I actually believe, I know for a fact that my portion of the book is due on November 17th. So that means that the book probably comes out. Actually, hold on. That was me just stalling to see, uh, <laughs> to, pull up, to, to pull up my Google Doc to see if I can find the actual, uh, the actual date. Oh my goodness. Um, dang, I lied. Maybe I maybe I don't have the actual date. Um, but it, it will be in November. I do know it's November. Um, and it's gonna be. It, it really will be our biggest release yet. We've got a lot of people on board riding for it, and um, yeah, we're excited about. It, but definitely November, November next month, twenty twenty one. We will get boomed up review volume three again. If you want all three in a little set nice cute little set um you can grab that for 30 bucks um pre-orders for book three i think are live on our website boomboxreview.com but they will be live elsewhere uh once we start really get, getting the ball rolling and getting the cover art um super finalized and stuff like that 
that's what's up, man. And and I know that if nothing else, if people follow you, you're going to be giving that info out as, as stuff happens. And, and just they need to know, you know, just what's going on with you in general, man. So, so where are they going to do that at? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, follow me on Twitter, Epic Stowe. Um, that's usually where I'm the most active. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Stowe the Last. Now, listen, I, I, I want to make sure I get this because I mentioned this earlier about taking steps. This is a perfect example. I am not perfect either. I'm still working on being consistent on Instagram. It's one of the easiest things to do, but I'm so lazy with it that I sometimes struggle with it. So I, so you know, bear with me if you don't see consistent posting, but I'm working on it. I just posted today, actually. So that's still the last. And then, um, honestly, if you're really trying to be A1, here's a little playlist opportunity for you. Because I have a newsletter over at bigstow.substack. That's S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K dot com. Um, I have a newsletter there. I think we're, we're, we just passed 250 subscribers. There's a free playlist opportunity if you do your research and you look up and, and find it. I, it it's pretty obvious. Just going to ask for a little information in terms of what song you're submitting. But there's a free playlist opportunity in there. Definitely subscribe there as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And guys, I know I've said it, but I'm going to repeat it. One of my favorite follows on Twitter, this man right here, he said it, Big Stowe on Twitter. So make sure you go and follow him if you're not, because you're missing out. I'm just going to leave it at that. So, man, Stowe, dude, I, I, I love it, man. I feel like there's so many more things that we could talk about, um, but we want to be respectful of your time. So we'll just say maybe we get you back on the show in the not-too-distant future. How about that? Oh, absolutely. Let's let's definitely do it. I would love to do a part two because I, I I feel like I ranted so much. I didn't I didn't talk this out of an hour. But um, no, I love I, the ranting. I love it, man. That's what we're here for. Bet yo, I I sincerely appreciate you for having me on. Um, it's you know I've I've been on a couple podcasts, but it's very rare that um I actually get asked to do these. So I sincerely appreciate you for bringing me on. Um, and 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 for 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 letting me ran and actually you know asking about my history and stuff like that it it genuinely means more than you know oh we'll we'll, we'll do it again soon sir i promise so guys again that was stowe joining me on the 520 collective podcast phone line make sure you go check him out support what they've got going pick up your copy of the boom bap review and make sure you go check out this month's episode sponsors including the bookkeeper 24 7 at tbk247.com now and we will check you guys out on the next podcast episode